I really appreciated last Sunday, Pastor David, I appreciated your sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. It was an awesome service. You know, not very, not very often we have visitations like that, but I believe they're going to be increasing <clears throat> because God, the God of heaven, uh, Solomon says, you know, we're building this temple for you and the world can't even contain who you are and you're going to live here. There's so much in God. The value, God values everything he created. He values everything he breathed life into. There is nothing living, not even a tree, that God did not give life to. If he can give a life and put the life in the seed, and knowing that when you plant that seed, it's going to grow. And it's going to become what that seed said it should be. Wow. So like is his word. Whatever we plant of his word in our life will always come forth to be what we should be. Always. Another thing that I've learned in life, and I'm going to share a little bit of my testimony as well this morning, but one of the things I learned in my life, and that is this. I may have fertile soil that God has created to be fertile because you couldn't fertile yourself if you wanted to because God comes and changed the heart and his word makes the soil uh, able to receive seed. Therefore, the seed that he sows has his expectations behind it. And I cannot perform for it. I can only believe. Meaning this, change never came to my life with what I could do. Change came to my life when I believe what he said. You have, to, you have to believe what he said. Otherwise, we are left to our performance. And that's a sad case of failure. I'm just going to share a little bit of testimony this morning, Pastor David. I'm not asking you for approval. I'm just telling you. Um, the struggles in my life only brought me closer to a greater dimension of life in God. When I couldn't understand why things were happening to me, I still believed. Do you know why? Because what was happening to me, I could do nothing about it without believing. That's a key. One of the pitfalls that I fell into, and I still once in a while get in there today, and that was this. I placed man's value 
I place the value of man above the value of God. Therefore, unless man valued me, I had no value. Believe me. 20 years. 20 years. Looking for approval from man. To achieve what God called me to do. What a sick way of thinking. God called me to do something, and I'm expecting the approval of man to make it happen? I had to learn. Year after year after year, the same old story. Until I came to this conclusion. What God thinks and what he called me to is superior to what man thinks. Always. We cannot succeed just on the approval of man. I must see, I had to see in my life that God called me. Not man. There's a lot of confusion in that in, in Christianity today. We put so much on the value of man. And I'm not saying it's wrong. But it can't be a priority above the value of God. It can't be. Because every time I thought that way, I was always insufficient. In, it, it, it just everything that you could imagine was not good enough. Yet in God's mind, he didn't have a problem. I had the problem. Because I valued man's opinion more than God's. I valued what man thought of my success more than I valued about what God thought of my success. I believe now that because I value what he called me to, I have value among brethren. He always comes first. He's always number one. God should never be number two in my life. But there's one enemy that I struggle with, and that is this. The law of sin that's in my members that wars against the law of my mind to devaluate my life. You know what I say to it now? I'm free from that. I don't have to listen to your jargon. Another thing I learned was this. I make a mistake. I feel guilty. And I run myself down, and I run myself down, and I run myself down. You know why? Because I can't see the value of his forgiveness. Humanly speaking, humanly speaking, we are absolute failures without him. But he said, all things are possible to those who 
perform. Now, all things are possible to those who believe. Faith saved us, faith sustains us, and grace enables us. Glory to God. I mean, I mean, I don't understand how I could spend so many years in that stinking thinking. <laughs> now, let me see. Where am I? <clears throat> we put limitations on our life that don't deserve to be there. And it all has to do with self-evaluation among ourselves. We are not infallible and we're not all-knowing. Therefore, we think in human terms and human values. But God looked down on the earth and he said, they have all gone astray. Every one of them has walked after his own way. But he says, I have a solution. I'm going to send my son. What Bible do you think Jesus read? He didn't have the New Testament. So as a child, what Bible did he read? He read Genesis through to Malachi. And I, the Lord began to show me something about this. And I got stuck in Proverbs. And the phrase was this, my son. And I got to think, wow. So Solomon, through the Holy Spirit, that you have to follow this. Solomon, through the Holy Spirit, was being inspired to speak by, to his son from the Father in heaven. So when you read Proverbs, it's actually the heavenly father talking to Solomon's son. And he's saying, my son. And I thought, wow. That just blew me away. So it, it was really funny. Well, actually, I don't know if it's funny or not, but I thought it was a little hilarious. I'm driving down the road, and this guy does a stupid stunt. And I said, you idiot. And the words came, my son. My son. This is what he said, don't think like that. He can't hear you. You can't do anything about it. So it's really funny because I'm driving down the road again. Oh, gee, what a stupid driver. My son. No kidding, this, this my son thing really got a hold of my life. I'm thinking, my father's talking to me. Like, he's actually saying something to me. He's telling me how not to think. Ah, I wish he'd have done this years ago. It saved me, it saved me a lot of heartache. <laughs> You see, 
I found out that I was limited to my criticism. But God said, I'm breaking that limitation now. I said, how? He said, stop it. Don't ever think, don't ever think that this book is just an empty book. This book is the inspiration of the Father in heaven telling us what life should be like. Now, if you doubt it, read it. Because I'll tell you what will happen. When you read this, God will talk to you and this will become real to you. But to think from just a human point of view that somehow we know everything and we have it all figured out is a fallacy. That's a lie. That is not true. We don't know everything. I found that out when I went to school. Is that the handout? Pastor David's telling me to get to it. Hallelujah. He said to me, you know, I, I hear the echo coming back to me from my sons. You told me. <laughs> you told me. Why is, God, why is this important to you? Why is God saying this to you? And he's, he quoted that. He's telling me this. And I'm thinking, I told you that. <laughs> and now he's telling me, which is really good, because it made me think. But God he is here to break human limitations. We do not have to be limited by our humanity because we are born of divinity. I want to read a verse to you. Send up Deuteronomy. Uh, let me see. Deuteronomy 29, 29. Read it to me out loud. The word law is not legalism. The word law is instructions. There's no family that doesn't have instructions for their kids. If you do, you're not doing too good. But the key is this. All the secret things belong to God, but what has been revealed belongs to us. <laughs> and I, I shared, I said, if I gave my Camaro to Olivia, that's what she, that's what she said the last time I said that. And she just never used it, but it was hers. So it belonged to her, so why wouldn't she use it? What belongs to us, we're supposed to use. We're supposed to believe. Hallelujah. So one of the things that I found really challenging, that belongs to me, all things are possible because I believe. 
It's mine. It's mine. It's yours. Anything that has been revealed belongs to us. We own it. We own it. It's ours. Hmm. The other thing that amazes me is we didn't pay anything for it. So, so God, his word enables us to break human limitations. There is no power. There is nothing that can attack us that we cannot overcome. By believing what he said. Now, let me read you a verse. In Psalms um, 2, verse 6 through 8, I'll just read verse 7. And I want you to listen really close. I will declare the decree the Lord has said to me, you are my son. This day I have begotten you. That scripture verse is quoted in the book of Acts. And it has to do, the word begotten has to do with that he raised him from the dead. We were dead in our trespasses and sins. And God set us free and made us his sons. And he's saying to us, you're my son and you're my daughter. It's a decree. That means it can't change. God stands behind his decree to, de to perform it in all of our lives. Amen. There is none of us that his decree has not affected in some measure, in some way. You are my child. This day, when you got saved, God said, this day, I have begotten you from the dead. And now you're mine. So the word my son became very important to me. My child. I find the father speaks with endearing words. Of invitation. My son. My daughter. You are my daughter. The day you got saved. I begot you. You're mine. That's a decree. Now let me give you portions of the decree. This, this, this verse is very important because this sets the precedent for all the verses that I've handed out to you. <clears throat> the word decree <clears throat> I will declare 
the ordinances of God. He said, you're my son. That's an ordinance. That's a, that's a figure and a language of law. It's recorded in the law books of heaven that you're his daughter and you're his son. It also means I will declare, I will declare the prescribed portion. What's the described portion? I am his son. That's my portion. That's my portion. He gave me the right to be that. I didn't earn it. It's not religious. It's an act of God. I will declare my, my described due. My described due is this. I am a son. He says, this is due you. Wow. The depth of the treasure, of the riches of life in Christ Jesus is indescribable. The decree that I will declare, he has prescribed my limited boundaries. And it's in the relationship of sonship. Wow. What are my boundaries? Authority. Expectation. Wow. One word. Decree. He has decreed my limitations, meaning all things are possible. Wow. We've got to get out of our human thinking and get into the divine thought of God about what he actually thinks and what he actually said and say, yes, Lord, that's me. I am not limited to my flesh. He didn't make those boundaries around me. He put the boundaries of authority around my life. I am his son. I live in his house. I live under his covering. I live under his prescribed life. That's not a failure. So when you read those scripture verses, my son, wow, he has decreed it, my daughter. 
He was speaking to Solomon's son, and he's saying, my son. When you read those verses, they're powerful. Why did he give those verses? Because he wants everyone to succeed in life and not fall into the pits of bondage. I didn't realize there were so many verses like that. And it's, it's amazing. The moment I became aware of my son, I'm driving down the road and I just say something that's a little loud, my son. In other words, he's riding in the car with me. I thought to myself, hmm, reminds me of when I kid, taught my kids how to drive. He doesn't say you ding ding. He, he doesn't say, Solomon, tell your son he's an idiot. He is, God is actually seeing Solomon's son as his son. That's the power. That's the power of the plenary verbal inspiration of Scripture, meaning all Scriptures inspired of God. That's the power of it. So when I speak to my children, the word of God, the Father's speaking to them. Amen. Think of that. You're not the final father. You're not the father. Wow. I don't know how I'm doing, Pastor David. But I just, I just can't get past this definition. <laughs> that's, my, that's one of my difficulties. No, no, that's one of my strengths. He enacted, he enacted a decree of ordinance. You are his child. You see, that's a, that's a divine law that the devil or anybody else can change. Nobody. God will never ever think anything else other than that about you. Did you ever, th did you ever think of saying to your son, I don't own you. You're not mine. We don't think like that. Neither does the Father. Amen. When you're driving down the road, he's going to talk to you. He's going to say, my son, my child. You see, what he has revealed belongs to us. Listen to the words of Jesus. He said this. In Acts 24, 44. And he said unto them, these, were, these are the words which I spoke unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled. You are the fulfillment of all that he achieved. Wow. He did it all for you. For your success. 
to burst you out of the limitations of humanity and walk in the power and authority of the divinity. I am free. Sin, here's what, listen to this decree. Sin shall not have dominion over you. He decreed it. We might fall into sin, but it doesn't have to rule us. Society, I have lived long enough to see the change in society. I was telling somebody the other day, I don't think people would even understand if I talked to them about it because they have no point of reference. And so when we think of God as our Father, He has every point of reference of everything in life. Don't ever dif discount His point of reference because it is eternal and it will not change. When you think of the love of God, it's not just that Jesus died for us. He made a declaration in heaven. When you got saved, you are my child. And I have set the boundaries. And the boundaries for you is everything that's in my kingdom belongs to you. I was just, I, I can't remember who I was talking to. Maybe it was Louise. Huh. I didn't think I'd ever forget talking to my wife. <laughs> but anyway, I'm thinking, man, you know how powerful it would be to sit down with my children and just say, read Proverbs to them and say, God is talking to you. Wow. I never thought of that till now. And I'm going to be 78 years old. Where was I? I'll tell you where I was for a long time. Trying to find value in my life. In somebody else's opinion. I spent a lot of years there. What a waste of time. An absolute waste of time. It's funny. <laughs> Us humans, after 20 years, we get the point. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. And you know, the more I study the word, the more I realize What God has said about me. Well, I'm going to read my Bible so I know what he said about you. Well, no, you know, first, let's find out what he said about me. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, you're sitting in church. I used to do this. You're sitting in church and the preacher's preaching a good message. And I'm thinking, yeah, I hope so and so hears that. 
Yeah, I hope so-and-so hears that. <laughs> it was like I was above that, you know. I, I did that. I'm telling you. Well, I'll tell you what, I, those people, they don't even know how to raise kids. I can't remember this one couple I can remember. They'd walk in there in church with their child under the arm, head out here and the feet out there. <laughs> Good morning. And I'm thinking, what's wrong with you? I said to my wife, those people don't even know how to raise kids. And I had a critical attitude until I got Michelle and Leonard. And God taught me a whole new lesson about other people's kids. I mean, I had an attitude because I, my kids behaved themselves in church. You did. And I'm not saying that to criticize anybody. I'm just saying the lesson I learned was having a negative attitude about somebody else and how they're raising their kids. Really. And who was I? I remember the first couple of weeks, the first uh, service, not the first service, we, were, we rented a hall in Langley, and there's this one family, they were part of our team, and they had two kids. And you know what a hall is like? You can hear everything. And the kids grab a chair. Running around the church. I learned to preach anyway. You know what? I didn't even stop them. Not my job. You know what they are? One's a doctor today. <laughs> it's like, really? They're kids. Give them a break. I'm not saying kids ought to run around here with a chair. <laughs> but, but trying to understand people. It's like, wow. Any visitor we had was just chaos. Real inspiring. It really promoted church growth. Actually promoted church decline. Okay. Jesus read, when Jesus read Proverbs, here's what he heard. He heard these words, my son. My son, my son, my child, hear the instruction of your father. Fathers and mothers, when you talk to your children about God, God is talking to your children. Not just you. So what do I say to my children? I remember one time, you stupid, stupid, stupid kid. <laughs> How inspiring was that? Like, <laughs> my son, and there's, there's just verses, my, my son, despise not the discipline of the Lord. You know what? You know what that says to me? Nelson, you blamed everybody else for your problems. When actually it was God who was testing you. 
You know why I couldn't pass the test? Because I blamed somebody else. And here's why. This is why. Because, because I valued man's opinion more than God's opinion in my life. And when we see that God's opinion has a greater value than anybody else's opinion, we actually change the way we think. I remember being sent out of Portland, and I knew they, they didn't think I'd ever make it. They didn't say it, but I could feel it. And that left me striking out every time because I expected them to have confidence in me when actually what they, what the reasons that they had their reservations were actually true. I had never been a pastor. I've never been an elder. I, I, I no experience. And I'm going to go do this. Can you imagine if somebody says to you, yeah, I'm going to go be a doctor and only get part of the training? So <clears throat> this is what I'm learning from this, my son. God is directly connected to us. Every day, even when I drove down the road and said the words that he didn't want me to say. When you make the Bible part of your life, you will hear the voice. Mind you, there are times I hear the voice and I ignore it. But then, you know, he comes back. My son. God is very persistent. He doesn't give up on us. I thank God he doesn't give up on us. It, you know what, if he gave up on us, we wouldn't be here. Period. There is nobody superior, inferior, God it made, or whatever. We have been decreed to be his children. And we have been taken out of the powers of darkness. We have been translated into the kingdom of his dear son. And the parameters of our authority are in his kingdom. The rule and reign of the king of all the universe and every other king. We have the parameters and authority that he has put us in. Glory to God. Is that five minutes? I can't read. <laughs> so I want, you know, I believe, Pastor David said, have a handout. So I got, I gave you three pages. I think it is three pages, isn't it? Two pages? Is that it? There's a lot of my sons in there. And I put the word child in there, too, or, or daughter. You can put your name in there. Because God's word is personal. Um, 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 I, I don't remember your name. That's not God. 
God doesn't have to say like I say when I don't remember somebody's name. Uh, that file has collapsed. <laughs> I don't remember it. <laughs> he has treasures in your life and he has abilities in your life and my life that are not limited to our humanity. Jesus displayed how humanity is limited to humanity, but in divinity, humanity is not limited because he did all things that were possible. And he illustrated all that was possible. And then he says to us, I put you in my kingdom, my authority, my ability. Go and do it. Live it. Amen. Amen. Just go do it. I'm done. Amen. Let's stand. What I'd like you to do is put your hand on your heart. And we're going to say some words, and I, I'm going to say them, and then I want you to say them. Father, I am your child. These words of instruction today, may they go deep into my being, and may I remember them all my days. Amen. God bless you. Give someone a hug. Bless someone.